Hi, my name is Autumn Dixon, and this week is January 1st through the 7th of the Come Follow Me program associated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It is the first week in the year 2024, which means we are studying the Book of Mormon. And for this particular week in Come Follow Me, we are going to be studying the introduction of the Book of Mormon. Now, as I was reading the introduction, as well as the title page and testimonies, I actually started to ponder about something has actually been on my mind all throughout last year as I was reading the New Testament. And it is this question, what exactly is scripture? And what is it like to write scripture? What does that really mean? Writing scripture, all of those different things. Now, the reason I've been pondering this over the past year is because I was really fascinated by all of the various types of writing we find in the New Testament. So we have the four Gospels, right? And those are all records of Christ's life written by apostles. But then we also have things like letters. We have letters written by missionary apostles that share doctrine of Christ, that also share very specific addresses to local leaders and specific advice, but also general doctrine. And then the last bit of the New Testament is a recorded vision of one of the apostles, right? There's lots of different types of writing that all fall under this umbrella of this word scripture. And then we have the Doctrine and Covenants, right? We have the Doctrine and Covenants, and it is a collection of writings where we find blessings that were given. We find missionary calls. We find prayers that were written. We find all sorts of different types of writing that were put together and canonized as scripture. So what exactly is scripture? There's so many different types of writing that apparently can count as scripture, but what is the criteria for it to be counted as scripture? Now, I think the most basic definition, the most basic criteria of scripture is the word of God. It's literally the written word of God. When we open up the scriptures, we are reading the word of God. It may be written by regular men here on earth, but it was inspired and was given to them by God. Now, I want to look at what scripture is in the context of the title page of the Book of Mormon. There is a couple of phrases that I want to read that actually had me thinking along this train of thought, essentially, about this idea of what scripture is. It says, this is Mormon speaking, account written by the hand of Mormon. And he's talking about what the Book of Mormon is. And there's a lot of details in here about what the Book of Mormon is specifically. But this reminded me of scripture kind of in general. It says that it was written by way of commandment and also by the spirit of prophecy and of revelation. So it was written by commandment. Is written by the spirit of prophecy, and it was written by revelation. Now, I don't believe that this is some exhaustive list of the criteria for scriptures. However, I feel like as we look at this concept of scripture through the lens of those phrases from the title page of the Book of Mormon, I feel like we can get more of a glimpse of what the Lord views as scripture what scripture means to him. And then also we can find some very personal relevance about this topic. Now, 
it was listed last, but I actually want to talk about it first, which is Revelation. And the reason I want to talk about it first is because I feel like it sets us up for the rest of the message to talk about this personal relevance that I that I really want to hit on today. Now, Revelation is very obvious, right? Scripture is revealed to us. It is the word of God that is revealed to us. Makes perfect sense. Super obvious, right? If the Lord just put us on earth and then just didn't talk to us, we as humans could ponder and theorize and explore and experiment. We could lay down for 50 years and not do anything but try to figure out who God is, if there's God, what his plan is, what our relationship to him is. We could think about it all we want. But the idea that we could actually come anywhere close to the truth is kind of silly, right? It had to be revealed by God to us. He had to come and tell us, this is who I am. This is my relationship to you. And this is my plan for everything, right? Scripture is the revealed word of God. It teaches us about his true nature, right? Now, as I pondered this idea of scripture being given by revelation and about it being the word of God, I was thinking about our personal relevance. I was thinking about the fact that we were given the gift of revelation. We, as individuals, can receive revelation and we can hear the Lord speaking to us the word of God, right? Just as the Lord revealed some of his mysteries to his other servants, he can do the same with us. Now, I want to be very clear that I don't believe that this is a free-for-all. I don't believe that I can sit down and write scripture for the entire world to be canonized. Like, oh, God revealed himself to me. This is what you should all know about God, right? I don't believe it's a free-for-all because I believe that when it comes to Revelation, we have spiritual jurisdictions. What I mean by that (laughs) is that I can receive revelation for me and my family. I can receive revelation for specific callings that I might have. I can learn from Heavenly Father about the mysteries of his kingdom, and he can teach these things to me. And I can receive direction for my life. I can receive the word of God through revelation for my life. I can't do that for everybody. (laughs) If I have a brother who's trying to figure out if he's trying to take a, a certain job that he was offered, ultimately it will be him that receives that revelation. If I have a friend who has a question in the gospel, I can do my best to reveal what the Lord has revealed to me. I might share something that I felt inspired to share, but in the end, it is still my friend that needs to have it revealed from God, whether that is through a testament from the Spirit or whether the Lord just teaching her through Scripture or Him. But the idea is that the revelation has to go directly to the person whose jurisdiction it is, right? And in my in my mind, it's kind of the same idea with Scripture, And this concept of scripture. So when I write in my journal, I often write my prayers in my journal. And I have often felt the Lord speak to me as I write. As I write, I feel 
I feel him guiding me along as I write, <laughs> giving me access to new perspectives about things I hadn't considered, either about doctrine in general or perspectives about situations that I was facing in life. I have felt his word coming to me as I was seeking direction about a specific road that my family needed to take. I have felt new knowledge come to me through him about the mysteries of his kingdom. I have felt him give me his word and I have written it down in my journal. Now, like I said, we have spiritual jurisdictions. I don't believe that this is scripture for everybody, but I believe in a way it makes it scripture for me. It's the revealed word of God given to me and my family. I can go back and read old journal entries and feel, especially the ones that are inspired, not just the everyday ones, but the ones that are inspired where I felt like I was speaking to the Lord. I can go back and read those and I can still feel the spirit. I can still gain new insight as I'm reading my old journal entries. And I can also make new connections as I'm reading like, oh, I'd never thought of it in this way and connecting different things. And in that way, I feel like God has revealed his word to me. Scripture, right? As I've walked through this process of writing scripture for me and my family, not canonized scripture, but as I've written the word of God to me and my family, I feel like I've also been able to catch a glimpse of what the writers of scripture felt as they wrote the word of God. Now, the writers of canonized scripture. So we're talking about New Testament, Old Testament, Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants. The writers of actual canonized scripture did have jurisdiction over the whole church, right? These were prophets. They were apostles. They were given authority by God to lead the church. And so the Lord was going to reveal his will about the church through them. They had this spiritual jurisdiction, now, I'm sure that there are many of them, it's not all of them, who were far more righteous than me. They were holy men. They were very good men. However, they were also imperfect men. Now, as I have written in my journal and had this experience writing the word of God for me and my family in my journal, I've been able to go back and look and read things as I was just beginning in my knowledge of God and my knowledge of his doctrine, I've been able to see where I had incomplete understandings about the gospel or where I had just the very beginning fledglings of doctrine, right? I have seen places where I had errors in thinking, right? Where I wasn't totally, totally inspired, right? I made mistakes. I was imperfect. I think of Paul. Now, when I think of Paul writing letters in the scriptures, if you read Paul's letters in chronological order, you see Paul grow. You see him grow in his ability, probably in his knowledge of the doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also he becomes more eloquent and he becomes more complete in his knowledge of the gospel, right? Because there are still so many things that have not been revealed to us that we are probably going to be learning eventually. 
But Paul was learning line upon line, precept on precept, and he was writing these things down and they were canonized as scripture because he had that spiritual jurisdiction. And he was growing. We watched him grow as he was writing. And there's a reason why I bring this up. And that is because a lot of people in the world believe that, specifically the Bible, that that is the final word. That's it, right? There is no more of it coming, no more scripture. It is completely infallible. There is nothing left to write about. The Lord has given us everything that we need in the Bible. Now, I personally believe that this is extremely limiting to the Lord, right? It's limiting to a Lord who wants to speak to us, <laughs> who wants to reveal more of himself, to reveal himself more clearly so we understand him better. I believe it is very limiting to a Lord who understands that we do need to be taught more, that there's still confusion. We see it all the time, people being confused about different doctrines and arguing about different doctrines. We obviously need the Lord to teach us more about his plan. And that's not even touching on this idea that our language is imperfect, right? These are people trying to capture heaven in very imperfect language. The idea that God is not going to reveal any more of his word means that we're just stuck with what was written rather than, so for example, when I'm trying to write something, there are many times that I'll go back and I'll be like, oh, this adjective is actually, it's not that the other adjective was wrong, but this one is so much more poignant and accurate, right? It reveals more about what I'm trying to say. I think once again about Paul. Let's say Paul wrote his letters and those were the letters that were given to us. Those ones were the ones that were canonized. And then God is like, I'm not revealing anything else. That's it, right? Does that mean Paul gets stopped in his progress? Or I think about this idea that what if only his first letter had been canonized, right? If we had only gotten his first letter or even just one of his letters, right? If we had just gotten one of his letters, because what happened is they were reviewing all of this, all of these records of Christ, and they chose which ones they were going to canonize and put in the Bible. What if they had only canonized one? <laughs> Having an understanding that scripture is the revealed word of God to holy but imperfect men, imperfect vessels, can help us see very clearly that the Lord wants to continue to reveal himself. Scripture is the revealed word of God and it has not ceased. Now, second concept that I want to talk about from the title page of the Book of Mormon. It was given by way of commandment. So all of the prophets and missionaries in Book of Mormon times in the Americas, they were literally commanded to keep records of their people, to keep records of Christ's, dealing, Christ's dealings with their people. It was a commandment. The men who abridged the records or compiled the records, it was done by way of commandment. And to be totally honest, I don't have a ton of commentary on this particular section, but it felt important enough to 
bring to mind a simple concept that comes with this idea of scripture being by way of commandment, and it has to do with personal relevance. So we have been commanded, as much as we don't often talk about it or don't always love to talk about it, we have been commanded to keep a journal, right? We have been counseled by prophets to keep a journal, and we have been commanded to listen to the prophets. We have been asked to keep a journal, and I don't believe it's because Heavenly Father cares for our posterity to read about the crush we had in seventh grade. (laughs) I believe it is because Heavenly Father knows that there is a power in writing down his revealed word. We're not writing it to everybody. It's not going to be canonized scripture. But we can write the revealed, inspired word of God to us in our families. And there is power there. And Heavenly Father wanted us to find that power. Right? He wanted us to hear something from him. Possibly even just like kind of passing by. He wanted us to hear something from him. And like I said before, he wants to reveal more of his word to us. And so when we take that small little prompting or that small feeling and we take the time to pause and to write, it gives us more scripture, right? Our inspiration is expanded. He is giving us more of his word. He is giving us more scripture. Now... Not everybody loves to write, but I don't really think that it's so much about writing as it is about just expanding that inspiration from him. And so instead of thinking maybe, oh, well, I just have to write this, we all have these awesome personal devices, or at least a grand majority of us have these really awesome personal devices that we can record voice memos. The whole idea, it's about recording the word of God, not necessarily just writing it, but we have this ability to take a second, acknowledge a prompting, and then to allow the Lord to expand on that inspiration so we can receive more than we would otherwise. Third concept from the title page of the book Mormon. Scripture comes through the spirit of prophecy. Now, this is a lot like the other section. I don't have a ton to say on it, but it was still significant enough to our personal relevance that I wanted to hit on it. The spirit of prophecy sounds super, super fancy, and it is. (laughs) But the spirit of prophecy is also very simple. It is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Scripture comes by the spirit of prophecy. So scripture comes by the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, I have found that my testimony of Jesus Christ can help me receive more personal scripture, right? My testimony of Jesus Christ can help me receive more of the word of God. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. So as I sit down to write my journal, usually my process, yeah, usually my process, I will, especially when I'm talking to my Heavenly Father in my journal, I will start to write about whatever it is that I want to write about. And I'll lay out all the details, essentially kind of getting it off my chest to an extent. But then I take that situation and I take those details 
those writings. And I start to write about it in the context of Christ. It's very difficult to just sit down and start writing about Christ spontaneously. Maybe it's not for you. It can be for me. <laughs> Sometimes it feels almost trite when I try to just sit down and start writing about Christ spontaneously. But when I'm writing about something that's going on in my life, when I take the time to write it through the lens of Christ, so when I'm writing about the situation and I am also pondering his promises that he's made, his power to keep those promises and his desire to keep those promises, when I am writing about my life in the context of the gospel, in the context of my testimony of Jesus Christ, my writing is much more inspired, much more inspired. I feel God much more closely. I feel him speaking to me so much more because he can, because I'm writing it through this lens of the gospel. Scripture comes by the spirit of prophecy. That's part of it. Scripture comes by the testimony of Jesus Christ. As you are recording the word of God for you and your family, it can really help to do so by the spirit of prophecy, to do so in the context of your testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, this is not one of the phrases I read in the beginning, but I still believe that it's important. So title page of the Book of Mormon also talks about how the scriptures, specifically from the Book of Mormon, came forth by the interpretation. It came forth by interpretation by the gift of God. This is a really big claim for us, right? The Book of Mormon was originally written in Reformed Egyptian, and we believe that it was translated by a young farmer <laughs> in record time translating, right? Writing, translating this record personal relevance. We may not have to translate the word of God into our language, right? He is not going to speak to us in a different language and we have to translate it. However, the interpretation can still come by the gift of God. When we seek to read the word that is already written. I'm talking about canonized scripture. When we seek to read the word of God, when we seek to read scripture, we need to make sure that we are also seeking interpretation by the gift of God. This has two implications. First one, the first one means that you need to have a healthy understanding of your own imperfection and a willingness to be taught further, right? We're talking all about how God wants to continue to re reveal himself to us and how we are imperfect vessels trying to catch these very perfect doctrines of heaven. And so we, when we seek to interpret the word of God by his power, we are going to be able to grow further in our understanding of the gospel. Second implication is that a significant portion of our energy should not be spent towards just reading as much as we can in a block of time, but rather a significant portion of our energy needs, and that doesn't mean you won't read a lot, but what I believe that we should focus on the most is trying to achieve communion with our Heavenly Father, trying to connect with Him as we're writing, as, as we're reading. As we are reading, 
trying to connect with him so that we can receive that gift so that he can interpret for us so that we can find personal relevance and we can find the mysteries of God and learn more about him so we can receive personal direction for our lives. If we want to get the most out of reading canonized scripture, we have to hear from our Heavenly Father again, right? Heavenly Father has not stopped revealing his word to us. And this extends to the circumstance of reading canonized scripture. He wants to continue to reveal himself, to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom of God. He wants to continue to reveal the relevance for our lives, the personal direction for our lives, the personal inspiration for our lives. We want to seek to interpret canonized scripture by the gift of God so that we can receive more of his words, so that we can receive more scripture. I testify of a Savior who is not done revealing his word. I testify that he has not stopped revealing his word on a church-wide level, on a worldwide level, and on an individual level. I testified that we can receive the word of God for our personal lives, for our posterity. I testify that recording the word of God that Heavenly Father gives us can bring more of his word into our lives. So one other phrase in the introduction of the Book Mormon, where it talks about if there are any faults, these are the mistakes of men. As I said previously, we are broken vessels trying to receive perfect doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And because we are imperfect vessels, there might still be ways to further expand or to better describe or to more accurately explain the doctrines of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is beautiful, right? It can be seen as a bad thing like, oh, we're imperfect. We can't even get all of the doctrine, right? But this, in my mind, is actually beautiful because if we knew that the word that he had given us was totally perfect. That's all he was going to give. It was completely done. I would not have to seek out a personal relationship with him. I wouldn't have to try my hardest to try to speak to him and build that personal relationship with him, right? I would have the perfect word. I could follow everything that was written down. But it's not about just following down every single word, right? Heavenly Father wants a personal relationship, wants us to have a personal relationship with him. And because everyone around us is also imperfect, it forces us to have to turn to him for that interpretation, for more of his word, to better understand his word, for further clarification, for personal direction. I am grateful for a Savior who continues to reveal his word because we could not catch it all the first time. I'm grateful for that Savior. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.